Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We wanted to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator, so we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Karen Mooney, and I head up branding at Ballard. And we're your hosts. Welcome. We are in New York today on the 39th floor of Hearst Tower, mm-hmm. looking out into a cloud. <laughs> but, and, and Taryn is not with us. She's our third host. She's and still on maternity leave with that baby. Yes, but she'll be back soon. All right, well, here we are. We're going to do our trials and triumphs. But we've already lost Caroline. I know. You can't... <laughs> Keeping us all three in one place these days. I know, days and you're not in the main hard. part of the episode, Taryn, so it's just me and you. I know. As listeners, I apologize. This is very confusing. I'm but. the only consistent factor in this entire podcast. I feel like I should get a raise. You should. If we, we get will paid pay anything. You <laughs> nothing more, but, it will, but we love you more. Zero times 20 is still zero. <laughs> I learned that in fifth grade. And we don't even have any wine while we're recording this. This is the worst. <laughs> this podcast is going downhill quick. <laughs> We do need snacks. No, I'm kidding. Um, I did. I have good trials and triumphs this week. That is, they will appreciate that, the listeners. Mm-hmm. So you go right ahead. Okay. So my trial, if anyone who lives in Atlanta knows, this summer and fall has been very, very rainy. Rains all the time. Like monsoon season in Atlanta, which Atlanta is full and full and full of trees. And you might have mm-hmm. remembered me talking about my neighbor who doesn't maintain his property in any way. So a big Uh-oh. giant tree fell on our house. Was it dead in his yard? No. It was alive. Can you believe it? This is the fifth tree that has fallen from my neighbor's yard. No, 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 no. That's wrong. The first tree we cut down because it was dead and he refused. And it was going to murder us in our sleep. So we cut that down to the tune of like four grand. Then four more trees have fallen. This is the fifth tree of problem, but only four have fallen. Okay. So this one fell on our house. Oh my gosh, that's a ton of trees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know it's on you though to... Yes, oh, I know. Oh, okay. So the law in Georgia, for anyone who doesn't live here, is that if uh, a tree falls on your property from a neighbor's house and you have not given that neighbor notice about the tree, then you are responsible for removing the tree. So it's your homeowner's insurance or whatever. If you've given them notice, then they have to... Uh, handle the expense. So yeah, so his I guess his MO is to just not do anything ever. And then it's always someone else's job to pay for it. So (laughs) it's my job to pay for it. So they have to turn off the power on the street, bring in a crane, take this tree down. It's very large. And then the (laughs) so that's like three grand. Then the insurance adjuster gave us our quote for it's $24,000 to fix the roof. I mean, that's how many insurance will pay for that. But still, come on. Oh, my God. That's my trial. So did it come, th- like, was it during the day? Were you all home? It was funny. I was at work because it was this real random storm that just kind of whipped up. I don't know if you remember. It hit, yeah, it hit up my house, too. It was here at the office. Too. It was crazy. Yeah. And Joe texts me. He's like, oh, my gosh, there's, like, this hurricane going through. This is the weirdest thing ever. And I'm like, whatever. It's sunny here. Like, five minutes later, it was hurricane here. But so he told me he was just sitting on the sofa watching like a football game or something with his brother. And he's like, man, that tree looks really close. It had fallen so slowly. It's like in slow motion. They didn't even hear it. It's just sort of like gently laid on the side of the house. (laughs) 
Oh so, my gosh. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a mean smack. It was a gentle tree drop. Well, that tree, that was very kind of the tree. <laughs> it's thoughtful. It's a thoughtful tree. It went slowly. Mm-hmm. That's So it was just so saturated at the base just like, that it just was whop. like, I can't make it anymore. I can't do it anymore. Uh-huh. That is nuts. So they watched it slowly falling towards and then it landed softly it on your house. Mm-hmm. And through your roof. It's just pretty foliage there now. It's like pretty shade. <laughs> oh my gosh. But it didn't do any internal damage to no. like your ceilings that you it, saw. Mm-mm. That's good. Yeah. And it hasn't been leaking into the house. And it's been raining. So it's been okay so far. So far. Yeah. On uh-huh. my That same storm that came through, on my ride home, there were five tree block, like blocking, five different tree situations blocking the road. Really? Because there's so many trees in Atlanta. Yeah, so green. That when a storm like that comes through, I could not get home. Like I, it took me an hour and a half to... Every little neighborhood road, I'd hit another thing. And then, and you know, the maps doesn't show that there's a blockage. It just shows that it's Until you report it. Yeah, until it's like red. And then then the map's green. So it keeps telling you to go one way. And then you'd hit. Anyway, I had to like zigzag all the way home. Thank God one of mine didn't fall this time. It is. Yeah, it's crazy. Because we have really big oak trees. And if the water gets, if the ground gets really saturated, they just fall over. Well, I'm so sorry to hear that. That is okay. no fun to deal with. Well, no one got hurt, so that's the good part. That is mm-hmm. definitely a good part. Mm-hmm. Okay, want to hear my triumph? Of course. Of course. I got a new lamp, I and I didn't I, buy it from Ballard. I love lamp. You didn't buy it from Ballard. Where'd you get it from? Can you believe that? I, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided no, that I have to branch go? out a tiny bit. You this do have a lot of Ballard, really so cool it's probably good. vintage store called City Issue in Atlanta. It's sort of a mid-century uh, modern store. It's near my house. It's very well curated. It's really beautiful stuff. Um, and I just was wandering through there the other day and this really neat lamp. It's sort of a, it's a ceramic lamp, but it looks like a, uh, like a, a sculpture of a woman reclining, but like, think of one of those like big doughy sculptures, you know what I mean? Not like yeah. a, like, not like a, a literal figure. Yeah. And it's sort of a sage green ceramic and it's short and it's on this little black pedestal and it has this really old frayed silk rectangular shade. I love it. I have a picture I'll show you. And it is like it's an, an old vintage lamp. Uh-huh. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's very cool. And apparently like some real like artist designer. I don't know. I, I'm clearly Supposedly, well informed. They told you the story? Well, it's the signed. It's ah. a sign. Here, I, I have. I took a picture of the, of the um, artist. Okay, so it's a 1940s lamp with female form ceramic sculpture, sculpture, and I'm sure you guys are going to write in and tell me how dumb I am. Signed by Heifetz, H-E-I-F-E-T-Z. So I went and Googled that because I paid $320 or $300 or something for this lamp. So I went and Googled it, but they're like all over Etsy, his lamps for like $1,800. Not Etsy, uh, first dips. So I felt like, well. That's a real, Yeah. Like you got an actual, but it's pretty here. I'll show it to you. Isn't it pretty? Super pretty. I love how long, elongated the shade is. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So I'll put that in the show notes. That was a need. Did not you did not want or it was a want. want. Sorry, not a need. need. (laughs) Yeah, but I I really like. But you found a good place for it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'll talk about that next time because I like did a bunch of rearranging. (laughs) Oh, fun. Mm -hmm. I'll save it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll definitely post that because it's a cool lamp. Thank you. And we want to give cred to the designer. That's true. Hi, Fitz. I don't know. Hi, Fitz. 
<laughs> definitely, that's definitely how you say it. Mm, for I sure. know. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's really pretty. Thanks, man. Yeah, my triumph probably is not of same. <laughs> I need high caliber triumph. Yes. Well, I'll start with my trial because as you guys know, my son is at I, I think I've told y'all. My son is at home with being nan- – my nanny is my sister and her son, who's a year and a half old. Mm-hmm. So it's Elliot, who is six months old, and then we have – his name's Grafton, and he is 18 months old. Mm-hmm. So he is raging through my home. And <laughs> Baylor, the dog, already did his damage. So a lot of stuff has been baby-proof thanks to our dog. So lucky there. But having, um, having a one – one and a half year old in the house is like, you know, moving everything that we were going to get to. Yeah. Like in a year. Immediately. It's, but it's happening now. Mm. So the funniest thing to me, which I'm I'm using as a trial, is I get home every day and this kid has to push all the furniture. You know how Bunny Williams went to, wa- to the corners, yeah, the walls? Yeah. All my furniture is pushed because he just <laughs> takes it and pushes it and drags it around. So any chair that you know, I Bunny Williams and different designers have spoken about. Don't line your walls right. with furniture. This kid is redecorating every day. Oh, he's just, an interior design mistake. <laughs> he just hasn't been formally taught. I think okay. like, his training is lacking. He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't listened to enough episodes. Um, <laughs> Should play it during nap time. It would put anyone to sleep. <laughs> It's perfect idea. <laughs> Who needs white noise when you have, when you have us droning but, on? Yeah. Um, but it, it's just funny to come home and everything that you've, you know, you feel like you've curated your little space. Mm-hmm. And between that and like stacks of books on, on like <laughs> coffee tables, he has like totally ripped those down on the floor. Disregard. I'm finding like books under the sofa and like, because and it's not, I'm not there all day and it's not my child. So she my sister tries, but yeah, she's well. not. It's not her house. Plus, she too, hasn't so. memorized your the yeah. book vignette that you created, so Correct. she probably doesn't know how to recreate. She doesn't know that the spines depend, you know, and the stacking, the oh, size yeah. of the book, and and it's not her. She doesn't need to, but for me, I do know. So right. it is funny how I get home and I'm like, okay, like what's missing today? Do you so restyle every night, or do you just like whatever? I have given up. Mm-hmm. for the time being what i did though excuse me because we're all not about sacrificing our lives i there were certain places where i was like all right the chair's up against the wall for now you know why because he's not going to move it if it's up against the wall so i did some i did some rearranging like that on the pieces that slid mm-hmm. the only thing he just found out that the coffee table does have casters <laughs> and so he was like so i found that against a wall in like in in a bedroom like he he pushed that across. he's very strong and it's a long rectangular coffee table too, which is, I, what's my sister doing that her kids? I think just she's like, watching soap operas. Definitely. Um, so that has been a trial of like, I've moved. I think I told you I moved the bar to our. We had a bar with all the glassware and alcohol, and mm-hmm. I moved that to a bedroom because I was like, I'm either going to stress about it yeah. or I can just move it for the time being because yeah. this is not forever. And uh, our guests have told us they're giving us a higher rating on it. Airbnb jokingly <laughs> because there's now a bar in the room and Perfect. I was like you're welcome that's exactly <laughs> so we've already rearranged things so that I wouldn't be upset if anything like nothing can be broken right. that kind of thing but he has done more like rearranging of book things I didn't think he'd touch that he's like or again pushing furniture so has he, he hasn't banged up walls and stuff Moving that coffee has. table down the halls. <laughs> the walls are definitely doing a beating. But again, this isn't forever. Yeah, exactly. We can fix those with paint. Yeah. Hopefully. I got to let things keep, go. Let me ask this about, about that with paint. 
Do you keep like a little can or something of paint, touch-up paint? Yes. You and do? I Smart. honestly recommend when you're going through the process to – if you have kids and you're repainting, go ahead and get – have them mix the little can at the same time. Oh. So because what happens even with – I feel like – you got some if you try to mix it later it still changes mm-hmm. but if you're have little kids and you might be patching up sooner than later it's just best to have that little can and if it's in a little can you'll probably go to the basement shake it up use it yeah. if it's the big thing and like lugging it you'll Those find yourself Those big cans you are gross and they get rusty and yucky if you've yeah. used them i yeah. was wondering about like putting um after i finish a paint job putting some of the paint in a like little Rubbermaid container? Yeah. Yeah, I think And then labeling them and then they'd like, stack and I you know it'd be stack easy. They'd stack easy yeah. and label easy and then get rid of the cans cuz they're You can definitely do I that. They're still going to they're gross. They're still going to separate so you need to make sure they put the sticker with all that info of what oh, colors that's right. Your on codes. the can. So you want to make sure if you do that cuz that is still going to it's still going to separate. You're still going to have to go out and get some Can't new we just make a spreadsheet? Than, you could. Because you, you know I have that you. spreadsheet of my paint colors. And oh, put it on there. And then I could put the code in there. That's so smart. That way, Yes, you need to put the Brilliant. code already in there. That way you are like safe. But I don't think have – I think doing the little Tupperware would be a great idea because you could easily pull it out, put a little on. Because I need it like every other month kind of thing. You I know, like that's where we're at. There must have some kind of container that does this. I'm sure we can Google it. Mm-hmm. Can we Google it? Google. If we find something, we'll put it in the notes. Yeah. I feel like that sh- is something someone solved for us already. I feel like someone should. Right? Someone smarter than us. Um, okay. So my triumph, mm-hmm. though. Guys, this is big. So I have gone to Karen here, and I was like, listen, this building, a.k.a. our office, now mm-hmm. that we've moved the store out of our office space, mm-hmm. which I think we also mentioned Yes, we had a big store yes. opening. It was fun. Yes. Big party. So our office is now just ours. So I had decided it is time while we are rearranging to initiate the green team. <gasps> Go green. So I need a better name. But I like the green you team. You like the green team? Yeah. Good, because that's what our <laughs> email list is called. <laughs> um, so yes. So we are working on different ways around the building to um, recycle and to put bins so people will know what goes and where and help with the pickup and so anyway we have a team that's in charge of this now awesome and and you're its leader i am i am the fearless leader which is fun i'm learning a lot and i'm still actually looking for more information so if anyone listening um works at a place that has a great system or has some kind of learnings they've found that helps people to recycle more or makes it easier um i would love to hear from you uh, but so you know, we're we're already we're already in process of um, finding places in Atlanta that are really helping the communities, and um, just education seems to be key mm-hmm. to this. So I think it's fun. I mean, it's it's great because we'll often announce initiatives or something at the office, and you have to like drag people by the nose to like get them to participate. Yeah, and you had like fifteen people immediately. Like, I want to help. Oh yeah, I think That's great. I think. It's one to me. Recycling itself is one of the things people want to do. They just don't want to exert large amounts of effort to Mm -hmm. do it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. If there's a recycling bin in a room and you have something that that you could recycle, you're going to drop it there versus a trash can. But if it's not there, it's like how far will you walk exactly? So we're trying to make it just easier on everyone, so it's an easy decision right so um it's things like that and then we're looking at some of our supplies in our kitchen um 
maybe a BYO and bring your own mug or Mm -hmm. we're going to do some kind of mug thing here. And hopefully, again, trying to have people. So we don't have to throw away cups Cups every time you have a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're um, working on. And I'm really excited because it's a triumph because it's a new exciting thing that I'm working on. And I love new projects. And I do think this is a good one that will help as we re you know, move around the building. And yeah, that's it. Ta-da! Uh, that's cool. That's exciting. I'm glad you're doing that. Thank you. No, thank you, Karen. No, thank you, Taryn. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get into our episode now? Wait, did you? Oh, that oh, you did it all. Yeah. I was like, where's your trial? But then you had your kid. I forgot. It's not even my kid. You're your nephew. <laughs> it's the other kid. Grifton? Grafton. Grafton. It's my great-grandfather's name. It's a cool name. It's a, it's a strong name, but I've gotten used to it. Grafton. Grafton. All right. Go Grafton. <laughs> All right, yeah, we got a great episode ahead of us, but you won't be in it because you're on maternity leave. Yes. So next, you're just going to hear me and Caroline with an amazing interview with Libby in New York. Yay! We have an awesome guest here we're excited to talk to, Libby Langdon. You have seen her work in all your favorite magazines, Architectural Digest, House Beautiful, Traditional Home, Hamptons Cottages and Gardens, Better Homes and Gardens. Everything. Um, You've been on HGTV, The Today Show. I mean, you're like- Wow. Welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. That was such a good intro. I I love hearing about all those things. I'm amazing. (laughs) I'm awesome. Well, you- I'm sorry. I'm just going to talk about the Southern thing. Well, okay. I was just going to say that she also has like all of the product lines. Like you've got a rug. You've got rugs. (laughs) You design lighting. You design upholstery, under furniture, accessories. You're prolific. Like you kind of do it all. I do. And for me, that's part of the fun. And so I really have three kind of components to my interior design business. There's the regular design, just working with clients and doing restaurants and homes. And then the second part of it is the product design. Um, And I really enjoy that part of it. And then the third part is the media and makeover mm. television and um so for me i it's fun to have all three of those but they really intersect and overlap and so when i'm sitting with a client all day every day and they're saying oh i wish the sofa didn't have this arm i wish the lamp didn't have that all of that information gets injected into what i'm designing mm-hmm. and so it it would be crazy not to use that it's kind right. of like the inside scoop, you know, and then the media end of it helps me promote my business and and selling the product. So it's this kind of crazy trifecta, and <laughs> and I'm there in the middle. <laughs> so the interior design came first. What? How did it? How did it evolve over time? You know, actually, makeover television came first. Oh, okay. That was how I started, and I grew up in High Point, North Carolina, furniture capital of the yeah, world. Yeah, that's like the mecca. <laughs> it is. I know. Everybody always says. Oh my gosh, I'm going to go to High Point. Where are you going to stay? And I say, actually, with my mom and her dad. And I'm so excited. But yeah, it was amazing growing up there. And my dad was in textiles and my mom was a designer. So I really grew up with the home furnishings industry in my blood. And um, But I kind of had a lot of different paths. I moved to New York um, when I was 15. I was modeling and I finished high school here. And I um, had a whole stretch of my life where I 
was in acting and producing movies and television. And um, and at a certain point, lifestyle programming was becoming really popular. So shows like Trading Spaces mm-hmm. and the Food Network and things like that were really starting to mm-hmm. explode. Um, and so I, I did go to fashion design school here in New York. I went to FIT, um, but it was for fashion and not interior design. Um, but I uh, kind of decided, all right, I don't want to do movies anymore. I don't, I think I want to do some kind of lifestyle show. And so I went to my agent at the time and I said, um, I, I think I'd like to host some kind of cooking show. And they said, well, you kind of have to have a restaurant or a cookbook. And I was like, drats. <laughs> I don't have either one. But they said, if you wanted to do an interior design show, we could probably start submitting you for those things right away. And so I actually auditioned for Trading Spaces. They were looking for a new host and I didn't get it, but the production company called me about three months later and they said, we're doing a show on Fox called Design Invasion. And you would have to be the host and the interior designer. Um, And so I auditioned Mm. for it. And the premise of the show was that I would have um, 12 hours and $6,000 to make over a room I'd never seen before. Oh my God. And that was my education in interior design. 12 hours? Did you have any help? You know what? I had a production assistant and a handyman. <laughs> but where do you get the furniture you from? You have to buy like, from a store. Yeah, you have to get buy a from truck a store and, back and you it have up. to beg people, can I please take this off of your store floor? But it, it was a great experience. And what was amazing. But then it has to go back. Like, what about the people no, that live there? You buy it. I only oh, had okay. $6,000. So I had to be very careful with what I actually bought. Yeah, you're redoing the room and leaving it there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I, I guess when you said pull it off the floor, I was thinking like bar. Mm. And I'm like, what? Oh, I'm no. like, who are these people that they need a couch? Yeah, you go, <laughs> Surprise. you go to a retailer, you go to Ballard Design right. and beg them, please, can I have, you know, <laughs> this bed and everything that comes along with it? But it was great. And what was amazing is it got me traveling into real people's homes across the country. Mm. And it was so invaluable to see that and then to start to learn what were some of the common threads that they needed help with in their homes. Okay, so what were those common threads? What were the common threads? Wow, okay, there are kind of a lot. Um, But I would say a few things were um, awkward furniture layouts. Oh my gosh, so hard. Universal struggle. Universal struggle. People are so worried that they're gonna have too much furniture in their space that they don't put enough in there. And then the space actually looks smaller. What they don't realize is it quadruples in size when you have a great layout. And they spread it out too much. Yeah. When you can't reach the coffee table from the sofa. Yeah. Bring it over here. Yeah, bring it over here. (laughs) And so that was something that I saw. Also bad lighting schemes. Oh, that was one of the (laughs) worst. That was one of the worst. And, you know, I'd go when I did the show on HGTV, Small Space, Big Style, um, you'd see someone's small room and they thought because it was a small room, they needed a small lamp and Uh, maybe only two lamps. And it's the exact opposite. You have to think in terms of lighting all four corners of your space. And if there's square footage that's not illuminated, it's as if that space isn't there. It's dead. And it just closes it in. It's totally mm-hmm. dead. So lighting for me was huge. And 
if you bring in some good floor lamps and table lamps and whatever, it can make the furniture that you already have look so much better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a biggie for me. But how did you, I mean, coming from fashion, how did you know all of that? You just walked in, you just went with your instinct? Yeah, I went with my instinct and come on, let's Well, you said it. your You're mother starting, was a designer as well. My mom was well. a designer. So I did grow up in the home furnishings industry, but um, I think the key too is, let's face it, a makeover show, you're starting with a place that looks pretty mm. bad. But there were there were total <laughs> calamities. And, you know, I think there was one where I didn't take into account the fireplace hearth, that it was, it you know, was tall, it wasn't flush. And so I got an area rug cut to this size and we rolled out the area rug and it smacked up against the hearth and was just there oh, vertically. No. And the producer just looked at me like, well, what are you going to do now? I was like, somebody give me a mat knife. We cut it, flapped it down. So I think it was great to learn that way. It was great to learn that way. But the other amazing thing that I learned when I was doing Makeover TV is it really was 12 hours. We'd start at 7 and end at 7. And at 7, I needed to turn the space over to the crew so they could shoot all the afters. And what it taught me to do was install a house in one day. Mm. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if I'm doing one room or a five-bedroom house in East Hampton. I install it all in one day. And I think there's value in that because it's a lot of pressure to put on a chair and a cocktail table and say, this is going to transform your space. Just wait till everything else gets in. And people look at it and they go, well, it's not like mm-hmm. it's not done and I don't like it. And so that moment of wanting to install all in oh, one shot. And have the reveal. Yes, absolutely. I love that process. Did people cry? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> well, I'm super excited because we're going to install just one of the sweetest, greatest clients' house in Greenwich, Connecticut, um, in a couple weeks. And I am just so excited for her to see it all come together. It just, it makes me want to cry. I just love that process mm-hmm. so much. So yes. I feel like that design show, that would make me hate TV executives. I'd be like, who is this crazy person that thought that 12 hours was enough time to do this? Well, like, come on. Yeah. Give me a, re- a workable time frame. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, the worst is when the producer says, all right, well, what are we going to do to create drama? What are we going to do to create yeah. drama? You're killing me. Right. The premise of the show is drama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have a fight. <laughs> yeah, fight with we me. Don't, we don't need that. I, I was always coming from the place where I want happy TV, great design <laughs> tips, tactics that you know viewers could really use in their own homes. That was important to me. So no drama. <laughs> I mean, you had, it was like trial by fire. Completely, like, get in there and learn. Completely, and and it. What was also interesting about it was it taught me to design for the look that the homeowner wanted Mm -hmm. and they would leave you clues i mean i did a house in new jersey you would not think that they wanted a beach theme because there was a black leather (laughs) sectional you know a weird tv stand but they had these little um lighthouses these little figurines on the cocktail table and a black and white beach picture on the wall and i was like they tried they tried they didn't get there but it taught me to really 
do what the person wants. And I wasn't mm-hmm. going in and sort of inflicting my Libby Langdon signature style on them because I didn't really have one. Mm-hmm. I was just starting out. And so the goal was for the people to come in, freak out, cry, oh, this is the <laughs> best thing ever. And so it's it's giving them what they want. But did you meet them beforehand? No. No. So you were Wait. literally just looking around yeah. trying to pick up those subtle little clues about what they enjoyed. Yeah. So what would happen is I would get um, s- some little pictures from an intern because it would be like <laughs> Caroline would nominate Karen and say, I'm going to make over. I, I want Libby to come in and make over Karen's living Karen room. Karen needs help. <laughs> and so then I would do at seven in the morning what they call a knock and shock, which is the meanest thing ever. Like I I'm in my robe? Door. You would be in your robe. Mm-mm. Yeah. You would be in your robe. Mm-mm. And I, would, I became very adept at putting my foot in the door <laughs> because I'd be there with like a camera right here and they'd always slam the door. So if my foot was in the door, they couldn't slam it. But yeah, so you... You would have no idea I was coming. Man. Oh, my God. I would hate yeah. you. I would hate you. <laughs> Wouldn't you also be super offended? Like, wait just a minute here. And like, I, that's not very well, nice. maybe they knew. Like, you know, because I have girlfriends who are like, please help me. Help me with my mm-hmm. living room. They true. know they need help. That's right, true. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was one woman who did not. She was so offended. Her daughters <gasps> um, nominated oh. her oh. room. She was so upset and she had this um <laughs> paneling it was not wood it was a wood look paneling oh no i mean it was masonite it was plastic and she went up to the producer after i'd done my little knock and shock and she said oh my gosh you could put some new furniture in there but do not paint my wood paneling well the whole makeover was really about fixing about, that problem <laughs> you know just and changing oh. it up and and I just I was crushed because I thought I do not want this woman to be sad. And then the producer said, would we still have a show if you didn't paint the wood? And I said, mm, not really. Yeah. And so finally the husband got her to sign off that I would maybe paint the wood paneling or I would maybe not paint the wood paneling. And she came in. At the end of 12 hours, opened the door, gasped, and put her hands up to her mouth. And I thought, oh, oh God, she hates it. I don't think this is going to go too well. <laughs> and it was beautiful. I mean, it looked fantastic. She pulled her hands down and she said, I love it. Aww. And I was like, oh. Oh, what a relief. It was amazing. But that that was the only one where somebody is, you know, is sort of saying, you can't do this, you can't do this. Everybody else was happy. Oh, my gosh. But it was gosh. fun. Okay, how does the paint even dry? I'm still hung up on this 12-hour thing. <laughs> like, the, do that first. The, the, the paint, you do, the paint is the very first thing. You do the loadout, you get absolutely everything out of there, and paint is the first thing that goes on. But Was it wet? No. It doesn't take paint, paint dries that really fast. to dry. Not well, no. paint. It but doesn't still, paint. It, it doesn't it take it that long. It smells like paint. She's it's, going shopping for three hours. You come back. It's going to be dry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but but the thing was, you couldn't do much more than paint. You right. know, we changed out some light fixtures and some things like that and did new drapes. And 
But um, yeah, but the shows where they <laughs> leave for dinner and they're doing drywall and the people come back after a nightcap, that's not true. Right. No. I, <laughs> right. I, I'm calling I'm calling no on yeah. that one. <laughs> so then did this lead to your interior design business? Mm-hmm. So after I uh, shot a full season, eight months of design invasion, I started my own interior design firm. And it was really as basic as just letting my friends and family know, hey, I'm an interior designer now. (laughs) (laughs) And I play one on TV. (laughs) So... So that was how it started. And um, and then from there, I think I knew I wanted to eventually get into product design. Um, but products that that the people I was, the homes of the people I was making over, those people would be able to buy the product. You know, yeah. that was that was important for me that it kind of reached that audience. So let me ask you this. OK, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times when people like grow up in something around it, they have a tendency to reject that. Did you ever go through that stage at any point in your life? No. The craziest thing is I just never in a million years thought I would be an interior designer. It just didn't (laughs) come into my head ever. And I always had fun, you know, designing my apartments or, you know, a house and but um, but no, I just never thought this would be my path. But I'll tell you, the first day I walked out of shooting the pilot for that show and the woman cried and the husband cried and I cried, I just thought, <laughs> this is what I was put on the planet to do, you know? That's, that's great. A, yeah, that's great to have that Because there's so moment. much emotion tied to our homes. And I think that mm-hmm. people don't consider that often when they're when they're filling them up. You know, like this is supposed to be about you and your space and your joy and your family and Mm -hmm. your life. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times people don't or they underestimate the fact that if you love where you live, that's going to manifest itself in every aspect of your life, whether you're entertaining friends or you just go home. I feel like your house should feel like it's just giving you a big hug at the end of the day. So it'll recharge you, make you, you know, happier, like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like the effects would be difficult to really quantify, but they're there. You know? Yes, absolutely. For absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I do love your style. You look like you love color. I love color. I love color. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think sometimes clients come to me because they're not sure how to navigate bringing in color. Mm-hmm. And I think a common thing I hear people say a lot is, I'm scared I'm going to get tired of it. Yes. That's a yeah. biggie. That's a biggie. And and I think in this day and age, there are so many different ways you can incorporate color that are low commitment. Um, and and I just feel it, it creates a space that feels personal and announces your your style, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Um, but yeah, color is is a big part of what I do, definitely. What's your favorite? Blue. Blue, okay. Blue. And then do you have colors you do not like to decorate with? Yeah, but I'll do it <laughs> if I need to. Mm-hmm. But sort of um, like gold, I do, uh-huh. don't do a lot with rust. I like gold yellow. metallic. Yellow gold, is hard in general, color I think. Gold, the color yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then rust, I don't do a lot with. Yeah. Or olive green, mm-hmm. I don't sort do a lot with. Sort of dirty with. colors. Yeah, they're just kind of muddy. And but 
if somebody wanted that, I, I would rock it out. <laughs> yeah. You've got those bright, clean, crisp, yes. you know, orange and bright blue and all of that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's a big. Feels so alive. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. High so energy. when I was looking at your portfolio, there was one particular project that stood out to me because I remember it so vividly. And it was the one in New Jersey. It's It was sort of a blue and orange yes. living room. That's kind of the space that I remember the most. But um, can you tell us a little bit about that one? Yeah, it was house beautiful. That, that was a wonderful client in Rumson, New Jersey. And I do a lot of projects all over the country, but a lot in New Jersey. Um, and that was so much fun because we actually shot, um, she wanted her sort of small family room done, the living room done, and then a foyer done. Um, and I actually did it in partnership with House Beautiful magazine, and we shot it for a show I was doing at the time on NBC called Dakeover with Libby Langdon. <laughs> Dakeover meaning you got to do it all in one day. day. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so we shot it for the show, but we also shot it for the magazine. And what was great about that project was the springboard of the whole design was based on a painting that she had of a goldfish. That was all she had in the room, a painting of a goldfish. And it was, was it a beautiful. good painting? It was a great painting. Was it big, it little? sounds weird. It wasn't huge, okay. but it was over her mantle. Okay. And I think whenever anybody puts something in a spot that's that focal, mm -hmm. you know they really love it. And so she said, I'm just not sure. I don't know how to lay out the space, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I think you're really sure about that painting. And she said, we love this painting. We love this artist. And so that was what we used as the springboard for the design. Yeah. And I feel like if you build a room around something, a scarf, an object, or something that somebody really loves, they're just guaranteed to adore it every time they True. walk in. And so we shot it for House Beautiful, and, and it ran in the magazine, and I gave all kinds of tips on, you know, uh, what we did and what the idea was with the makeover. And, and the neatest, most amazing part was it ended up on the cover of the magazine. I love so that. So it was really just so special mm -hmm. and so much fun. And I also just loved the clients so much. They were just great people. So, so yeah, that was a special project for sure. Um, well, you also did a, this, I just remembered this, a ongoing column in House Beautiful. Yeah. So what was that? Like, I don't know okay, that I You ever... are the busiest person I've ever met. <laughs> right? I'm a little bit busy, but I love it that way. Okay. <laughs> so was it designing your own, it was, doing your own space, right? Like, uh, No, you know what? It was called Libby's Makeover and it ran for two years and it was a monthly column and it was really about giving readers tips and takeaways and things that they could really use. So it was almost, I'm not going to say more realistic design. I think sometimes we look in magazines and you think, oh, that would be amazing. You know, but does it does it really work right. for the way today's right. consumer is looking to live? And um, so it was just I would just give as many tips and and advice and design information that I could, and and it just got such a good response that we did it for another year. That's awesome. <laughs> that is yeah, fun. fun. What are some of your favorite ones out of there? Yeah. 
Oh, gosh. Um, or you can make think, up a new one. No, I think one of my favorite ones was the the outdoor decor. Because at this point, I feel like we're really blurring the lines between interior design and exterior design. And I love that. And there's so many amazing outdoor products now that mimic indoor products, um, like beautiful, big weighted lamps with sunbrella shades mm-hmm. and Fabulous rugs that would be as amazing to use indoors yeah. as out. Um, outdoor drapes, you know, just doing the things that really give you those same creature comforts that you would have inside. So those were always fun. And I think on um, House Beautiful's uh Pinterest page, one of the outdoor spaces was the most pinned of the whole year. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, which is really fun. <laughs> it's a triumph. So yeah, people were must have gotten some good ideas. Okay, I noticed when I was looking through your portfolio, you love a trellis print. Oh, I love a trellis print. <laughs> I can't get enough of a trellis print. I do, and I I love it in the products I design. I love it in working with clients. I feel like it can give people a pattern, but it's not scary or crazy. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a pattern that I've done called Groovy Gate, and it's my original trellis pattern, and I've used it in laser-cut lighting fixtures. I've used it in outdoor fabric I designed. Um, I've used it in rug collections, and I just love it, and I feel like it's just super user-friendly. So if people aren't sure where to go with a pattern, a trellis design can be a great place to start. It goes with so many other patterns, too. Florals, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. stripe, check. Yeah, I mean, right. and it's yes. not particularly masculine or feminine, and right, mm-hmm. right. So yeah. yeah, and I think if someone's a little scared of a geometric or something being too modern, a trellis can take it just to that side of classic, so you'll like it for a really long time. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about product design, so I wanted to yeah, talk about that with you that. because you were That's saying the third leg in your stool. Yes, yes. you were saying that. Um, I think people maybe don't realize that you actually design the products. Like you actually literally draw the products. I do. You're not just like, hey, someone out there, like I need a lamp. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And there's this, there's a process called white labeling where um, people can just go to a manufacturer, the manufacturer gives them product that's already designed and they just say, okay, I'll put my name on that. I'll put my name on that. I'll put my name on that. But for me, I've always been really upfront with all of my partners in saying, I, I want to do the designing and take advantage of me, use me. I'm on the front line all day, every day with the consumer. I know what they're liking and what they're not liking. So right. let's create stuff that's really going to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I do enjoy the process. I wish I had a few more hours in the day <laughs> because it's kind of tough. But it really is thrilling to have the idea of something and see it come to life and then see it in a store or see it in my Instagram feed that some designer just hung my chandelier. It's Oh, that would be so fun. It's wild. Mm-hmm. It's the craziest thing. It, I, you know, there was something that I was looking at the other day. Oh, it was on um, a fashion website and somebody had taken a picture of themselves in some dress and they were in somebody's kitchen and there my chandelier was hanging over oh them. My it was gosh. just so random. 
So <laughs> wow. I, I, I'm always wowed by it and always excited. I never take it for granted. So I'm sure. So, okay. When you're designing product, I know that like the time, you know, cause obviously we're kind of in that world too, like the time lapse in between when you design it. And so what are you designing now that we might see? Yes, what I'm designing right now is a new collection of rugs for my Cass rug collection um, and a new line of throw pillows for Cass. And you'll see a hint of them in the trade market in Atlanta in July, but it'll really be for October. So I think, and you guys know this, when it's textiles or it's upholstery or it's something like that it can it can happen a little bit faster but i have some lighting right now that will be ready for the june market in dallas but that has been being worked on for almost a year so yeah um it's just a different it's a different time um but and the other thing is it takes a little while to build stocks so mm-hmm. you might bring it to market but then you you're six months out before they're actually able to ship it right right so they're producing it got to be patient yes <laughs> what's your favorite do you have an affinity for any particular category for designing or i love them all i i, I do love them all i would say i love the rugs because i feel like um in this world, they're just rug people. They're just people that love rugs, and they're going to start with a rug. Yeah. You know? Are you one of them? I am a rug person. <laughs> I am a rug person. But I think that's fun when people are going to take what you've designed and build a space around it. Mm-hmm. But the next favorite for sure would be the lighting, mm-hmm. because I just know how it can change a room. It really... It can make it can make a room feel warm and inviting. It can really transform a space, and and the power of that is doesn't go unnoticed by me for sure. So I feel like if people have a a really good lighting scheme, it just makes you feel so much better in the I space. Agree. Right. We've talked before about going over to friends' houses and like walking around and adjusting their lighting, mm-hmm. <laughs> like turning on lamps and turning off right? lamps and dibbing things. The lamps thing feels totally nuts. different. Like if you go into someone's room, I have there's a particular friend of mine that this always happens and it drives me crazy. And I have never turned the light on, but she has she has enough lamps. Right, right. She just doesn't on. turn them on. She's the overhead one, and I'm like, uh-uh. I Stop am it. like Stop melting it. under this horrifying lighting. Yeah. Can we yeah. like? You know what we do for the clients, because a lot of times clients have never had lamps. I'm introducing them to lamps. They've only had overhead light. And so um, what we buy is um, plug-in lamp remotes. So you Mm. plug um, this little transformer in, and that's what you plug the lamps in. And the remote has five buttons on it. And so you walk into a room and you push one, two, three, four, five, and all the lamps come on. I want that right this minute. And then when it's time to go to sleep, if you've had a couple glasses of wine, one, two, three, four, five off, and they all go off. So it's That's a game amazing. changer. Could you do it to where they all go on at once? Yeah, if you have enough extension cords. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's super easy. Wow. And and it's important because um, people won't turn on their lamps. Uh-uh. They won't. They, don't, they won't take the time to turn them on because they don't want to take the time to turn them off. Well, I, I, I have a similar girlfriend. We've talked about her before. And I'll go to her house and I have no shame. I will go adjust the lighting. <laughs> Turn them on. I love it. But 
there aren't even light bulbs in them sometimes. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> or they're not plugged in or Isn't something. I'm like, crazy? I want to throttle you right now. Where are your light bulbs and give me an extension cord? <laughs> like, let me get to work in here while you're making dinner. crazy. <laughs> I will say that I'm very proud that I have trained Will to, that's my husband. Okay. To, like, he knows that I don't ever want to use the overhead lighting. Oh. So he will only turn on lamps because he knows that if it's on, I will come in, I'll turn it off and then turn it on. Exactly uh-huh. same for me. My husband, Keith, if he were to ever turn on an overhead light, he'd probably just hear me gulp. Like, right. what are you thinking? Yeah. Are you crazy? So he's become very adept with the, with <laughs> the, the remote. lamp remote. Oh, yeah. He's got I might, skills. I, I feel like I need to get one of these. You that do. That is so clever. Where, where do we get it? Home Depot or no, is it Amazon? you get it on Amazon. Okay. It's called, it's E-Tech City. E-T-E-K City. It's like $29. Sounds amazing. It is it will change your life because you're like walking around my living room i have to like wind around get behind something turn this one go step on that floor mm. lamp you know what i mean this will be no. perfect and you get two remotes so if you walk into one room usually in one area and you leave it another area you have it it's also a great thing for older people when oh, i design yeah. spaces for people that are elderly or older and they can't maybe their hands can't turn the yeah. the light, but they can sure push a button. So mm. it has a lot of different applications. That's smart. Okay, talk to me about, about like wattage. What, it, this is something that I don't know nothing about and I probably should. So yeah. give me a lesson. I mean, for me, in a dining room, depending on how many chandeliers, sconces, things like that you have, I think if, say, you have buffet lamps, I always go in the 60-watt range. Of course, everything's on a dimmer for me. Right, yeah. great. But um, in a living space, on either side of a living room, I'm always three-way bulb. Mm-hmm. You know, 51... You know, 50, 100, 150, because um, sometimes somebody's reading the paper or sometimes you want it lower if you're watching TV. Um, so I love a three-way. Mm-hmm. And then in a bedroom, I like it bright too, but I use a lamp dimmer. It's a plug-in lamp dimmer. Um, and that way, if somebody wants it brighter on one side for reading or whatever, you're also not reaching up on your lamp mm-hmm. and it's a pain. So okay. yeah, that that's kind of good rule of thumb for me. And one thing I also recommend to people is in your bathroom, before you buy a fixture, see what the wattage is. And if it's a, if the bulb says it's a C bulb, it's a candelabra bulb. And that means you're not going to have great lighting. Mm-hmm. So it's fine to do that if you have overhead lighting, but it's something I take into consideration when I'm designing lights for bathrooms because sometimes you can get a beautiful fixture and plug it in and you're like wah wah yeah you can't can't see see yourself (laughs) yeah that's the one place you need to be able to see what's going on yeah yeah for sure Um, my grandmother had one of those um you know those like old-timey like hollywood mirrors where it's like the light bulbs all around it and so my mom still has this thing and it's the same little dressing room and every time I go in there and I turn the thing on I'm like oh my <laughs> god right like I can't look directly at this so looking into the sun it? yeah yeah so bright I mean there must be like 15 like oh my probably gosh. 60 watt I feel bulbs like you put your makeup on and you walk out and look like a clown right exactly 
Yeah, it's hard to get a true read on that, I think. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. too much. Yeah. We need 60s a balance. 60s are not enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a balance in there. That's, that's what clowns use when they're doing their makeup. That's a circus tent. For a mime. Yeah. <laughs> Does your mom still use it? I'm not sure. I think she probably, it's also like, Sort of, there are two windows on either side, and they're south-facing windows. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty well lit room <laughs> That's a great, already. Yeah. So she, you don't. You can really grow need, plants in there. <laughs> I know. You don't need that. <laughs> well, it used to be a porch. This room. Okay. Did. Anyways, um, so I just don't even turn the light on because okay. you get enough natural light, right. which is more flattering, anyways. For sure. <laughs> but For at nighttime, sure. yeah, then you have a problem. It's rough. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. This is good. So you are you very. I love you've got like so much practicality going on. Yes, and you have a whole book about small spaces. Yes, yes. Give us a few little tips about decorating for small spaces. Yeah, a big thing for small spaces. A lot of times people leave their space white because they think it's going to make it look bigger. Um, well, not really, because all all you're doing is just kind of living in a in a white room. But what I tell people is. I wouldn't paint all four walls of a small space a dark color, but it is good to pick one wall, a focal wall, maybe something that your bed is on or a wall of fireplaces on, and paint that a rich dark color. What it does is it tricks your eye and it actually makes the wall recede and it makes, if you have the other three walls painted just a lighter color, it makes it look so much bigger. And the key is, when you're using rich colors in a small space or a dark color, you just need to make sure you get stuff up on the wall to break it up Mm -hmm. and add some contrast. So I think painting a dark accent wall is important. Big rugs in small spaces, that's huge. Mm -hmm. So often people put a little rug Mm -hmm. in, in the middle of a small space. It's like a postage stamp and it just chops up the room and makes it feel so much smaller. Um, and good lighting, which we kind of already talked about, which is really important. Also visually, anytime you can have any element in a small space, go all the way up to the ceiling, like a bookcase or drapes. Anytime something can go all the way up, it does trick your eye and it makes the ceiling seem higher and a small space feel a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. So for the people who hang the drapes right at the top of the window frame, Uh go up. It's it's fine to go all the way up. Um, But yeah, there are so many great things you can do in small spaces. Also big art and big accessories. People think, oh, it's a small space. I need a small lamp and a small picture. Mm -mm. And it's the exact opposite. The bigger you go, the more you're adding scale and height, and you're going to make the space feel bigger. And visually, it's just going to be more interesting. Right. right? So, and I think people in a small space kind of feel like they're behind the eight ball anyway. But what I say is living in a small space doesn't mean living without luxury. Sometimes living in a small space is the ultimate luxury, you know, so it's living, it it does, it's not always a bad thing to live with less. So I think that's great to live with less, you know, less to clean, less to dust. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, you're forced to edit what you have in your life and it's just the stuff that you really want around you. Absolutely. You can also do you can also spend more, I feel like. Mm-hmm. In a small cuz right. you, you don't, don't have to spread your money out. Yeah, you don't have enough. to spread your money out. So yeah. you can buy like a super nice couch. Right. Because you only need one of them. Right. Right. Versus good point. Yeah. You know, yeah, good point. exactly. But it's you know, it, 
there's so many amazing small spaces out there. And uh, and I had done this show on HGTV for five seasons and I just collected so many small space tips and I thought, oh, this is a good thing to write a book about. Yeah, <laughs> so, we'll put a link to it in the show notes so people can can uh, get it. That would for be sure. great. Yeah. yeah, it's chock full of all kinds of good design. Everything I know in design, I put into that book. Really? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, you know a lot. I love it how practical it all is, though. Yeah. Like, it all really comes from real real world issues, problems, things that you've solved. It definitely does. And um, it's fun to look at fantasy spaces and incredible <laughs> things. But, you know, my clients have you know, pets and kids and friends that drink red wine and mm -hmm. dog crates and water coolers in their kitchens. So it's very solution based. And I think, you know, for me to share advice and ideas, that's, that's kind of what I've been, I've built my whole platform on. Okay. You said dog crates and that, what? Okay. I have a dog crate in our bedroom. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have one what? in my kitchen. Okay. I do like what you've done to it, but what, what, how I'm do I? I'm happy with it. Oh, you just have a cute little tray. I have tray a tray on. on top. I would like a cover. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I have some friends, um, Marks and Tavano, here in New York. They have an incredible workroom where they do everything from drapes to custom upholstery, all kinds of stuff. They make these. And if you have a really big dog, it's Your crate tough. is huge. Your crate is huge. And they make these amazing tailored. It's almost like a table skirt, you know, or a tablecloth, right. but um, they're super tailored, beautiful trim tape. You put it on the top and we've done it before where um, we've also made, almost made it like a console table when you walk in. Uh -huh. um, and oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then sometimes we've done it where we incorporate it, depending on the size of a dog, into a nightstand mm -hmm. or at the foot of a bed, at the foot of a bed under a bench. Um, okay. So here's here's my problem. Okay. I had one of those crate covers and it was really cute. My dog thinks it's really fun to pull the crate cover into uh, the crate mm -hmm. and chew on it. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not really fun. No. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well that idea's out. So Aww. why do I? I mean, right now I'm just at the point where I'm like, all right, whatever. No one it comes is. in here except us. Yeah. What if you paint the crate? I'm thinking about painting my crate the color of my walls. I could spray paint it. It's black. They all come black. Right. Right. You know? Right. And I have a chewer as well, so I can't get like one of the cute wickery ones right. or whatever. He'll chew anything. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking I could That's a good idea. Paint you it. Could. It's more At least more that way it's color. more subtle. Right. I don't know. Right now it's just in the corner. It's just, just a, a blob. Dilemma. Right. Yeah. Right. They're, it's tough. It's really hard. But that is real life. Exactly. Yeah. That is how we live, <laughs> and and you have to embrace it. You know, not everything's going to always be all tied up in a little bow. But I want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you to have that baby, Caroline. You're going to realize ain't no bow. Exactly. <laughs> there's going to be Legos. There's going to be, be literal bows. Because <laughs> I'm having a girl, yes. but it'll be messy. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh, Cannot I wait. It. I love it. <laughs> Should we an ask, answer our yes. our uh, dilemma? We have some you good ones for you, Libby. You can be our expert okay, advice good. for our dilemmas. We need Love a lot it. of help. Love it. Okay, Caroline will read them for us. Okay. This first one's from JC. Okay. She says, hi, ladies. 
I recently discovered your podcast and have really enjoyed listening. I have a decorating dilemma I would love your help with. We recently moved into a new house and we're slowly working to make it feel like home. My dilemma is that I have two tall windows in my living room and then a third on a different wall that is much smaller and further down the wall. Because of the soffit near the third window, I am unable to hang another curtain at full ceiling height and therefore can't figure out what to do with the window as far as a treatment. Do I hang the same curtain that is on the larger, taller windows, but lower to accommodate the soffit? Part of me thinks that would look odd. Mm -hmm. Do I hang another curtain? Do I hang a curtain there at all? Thanks for your help. I've loved the podcast. Keep up the good work. Yes. Yes. So she has a pretty room. Yeah, really pretty. That is a challenge. And I think, you know, in looking at that window that is a little higher up, um, what I would say is not necessarily to do a drape, but I would do a soft fabric Roman shade. Mm -hmm. And I would hang it all the way up to where that soffit is so that when the Roman shade stacks, um, when it's pulled up, it's living on that wall space, which will visually make the window seem like it goes all the way Mm -hmm. way up. The other thing is when I find I see a tall window, what happens is the space below it can sometimes feel a little awkward. And I think if you can put a chair there and a small table or something like that, it really takes the sting out of the fact that the window starts so high up off the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I think would be would be my recommendation. And should she use the same fabric that she uses for her other window treatments? Yeah, you could use the same fabric, um, but it might be, you know, it might be a you chance have to, to have some fun. You don't yeah. have to. Yeah, she's got two adorable children in the mm-hmm. picture. They're so cute. Her little so daughter cute. is like, why are you taking my picture? <laughs> Leave me alone, mama. It's a beautiful room. It looks very yeah. comfortable for a family room. It's very elegant. Yeah. You know, there's a big sectional and there's a large television, but it still looks like really nicely pulled together. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have that situation, sometimes also where you might not be able to put drapes on both sides of a of a window, it is okay to just put them on the outsides of each window. You yeah, know? and she's done that down here on the long yeah, way, which looks yeah, great. Yeah, which is great. It and just I like adds it, I like that the drapery that she did put down here is not uh, look, it look, looks voluminous. Yeah, yes. it's not yeah. one little panel. It looks no, nice and hefty, it's full, mm-hmm. full. Because I feel like yeah, that is just a mistake a lot of people make. They get like little one little panel looks cheap yeah yeah. and i know and the problem is too that um i like when a drape stacks on the wall not inside the window Mm -hmm. i feel like most Mm -hmm. of the time we're always trying to bring in natural light so why have a drape you know go into the window i always do drapery rods that are about 10 to 18 inches wider than the actual window frame mm-hmm. so that the the drape can hang on the sides. Yes. So, but yeah, if they're really thin and really flimsy, buy four panels for one window right. and right. stack them up. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Okay. This next cool, one JC. is from Laura. And she says, my husband and I plan to purchase the house below, pictured below. So none of this furniture is mine or staying. This is the great room, and it has built-ins on one side and a fireplace on a perpendicular wall. How do you suggest I lay out furniture? We will do most of our TV watching in here, so I would like at least a sofa or comfy chairs to face the TV, but I also don't want to block off the fireplace. I anticipate buying new furniture for this space and recovering the lovely, haha, she's being sarcastic, (laughs) duck upholstered chairs. They were left in a cabin we purchased 
Um, the room is big, 19 feet wide from the bookshelf to the table and 22 from the stairwell to the fireplace. If I were to do two sofas, should they be the same and a solid, perhaps neutral color and then pattern on the chairs or vice versa? I hate boring and I have four kids, so the fabric needs to be on the on the indestructible side. And a rug, what size? Also, if you have any ideas on color, I love color, but the house is totally neutral. Um, I fear it will be a slippery slope if I start painting or changing too much because then the trim will look really creamy compared to cleaner colors and my desire for a white kitchen. Do white and cream play nice? Laura, yes. <laughs> you've got a lot going on in a new house, yes. but it's a great house. Yeah, it's a really great house. I love her signature, lost but trying, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I, for me, I'm not a huge fan of two sofas, um, only for the purpose that I find, unless you're having a party, I don't think three people normally no, sit on they a won't. sofa. It's weird. It's more about creating conversationaries at a 90 degree angle. And it is tricky when you have two focal points that are, um, you know, kind of in opposite areas. But I would still absolutely face the sofa towards the television for sure. Your instinct on that is right. And then in front of the fireplace, I would do two great swivel chairs. Mm -hmm. That gives you the chance to have ease of movement there. And then I would do two other chairs on the other side of the sofa. So um, the other thing is you might not need a super long sofa there. And oftentimes I'll find that if people have a sofa that has really big roll arms and say the roll arm is nine to 12 inches deep, that's taking up two feet of square footage in your space. So when you have a room like this and you need to float furniture in it, you wanna think in terms of a really comfortable sofa, but something that's well proportioned. Mm -hmm. um, but I think swivel chairs are a favorite. Those are just great if you have multiple areas where people need to turn mm -hmm. and either watch TV or see the fireplace. And for me, if it's your family room, knowing you have walls kind of painted a neutral color and that kind of thing, I love the built-in stain, looks very rich. Mm -hmm. Something that I think is a fun colorway for a family room right now is tan navy with pops of orange. Mm -hmm. And I would isolate pattern to chairs and small ottomans or benches rather than necessarily on your sofa. I think a neutral sofa is a great way to go. Um, and if you have lots of kids, a navy sofa is always going to be your friend. Yep. Yeah, um, performance I, fabric. Yeah, definitely. But I think bringing in um, some navy and some pops of color, that's orange, I think, is really fun right now for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, Agreed. I love that this media bookcase thingy, This it's like a bookshelf and she's got her TV in it. Right. Because it's such a dark stain, you almost don't see the TV. It's right. She's not trying right. to hide it. Yep. But yeah, it's, it's not right like it's subtle. coming you know, at you. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, agree. It looks really good. I agree. I think that looks great. Um, so a sofa and four chairs. Yeah, sofa and four chairs. I do love a swivel chair in a room with a television because you're right. Like you can sit and turn away from the television and talk when your friends are over or right. when y'all are watching a movie, everybody's got a prime seat. Exactly. Yeah. And because of the size of this, sometimes we do what I call a connector piece. So you'd maybe have a large square ottoman with a tray on it 
or you'd have a large square cocktail table. It really allows you to connect the sofa and the four chairs without having people feel like, hey, you're way over right. there. Hey, you're way over there. Right. And they can't reach it either. Yeah, you want them to yeah. be able to reach all that, put their feet up on that ottoman while they're yeah, watching. You don't want to have to like squash all the way down mm-hmm. to, to get your feet up there. But good square pieces with a layout like this can sometimes work. Really okay. Well. I know that this is not her furniture, mm-hmm. but I really like this console that she, this console wall that she's got going right. on. Like if she, if she's, can kind of do something like that. You know, maybe she may have totally different style, which is fine. Like a big, long console with a big piece of art and some lamps. Yeah. And then you could even like tuck some ottomans under, you know, some cubes, like little things. Right. Under the console that then come out. If you got movie night, you swivel the chair around. Yeah. Because you're playing video games. You want a little cube mm -hmm. to put your feet on. Yeah. Yeah. So those are like And to add a little color could be where your orange is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The other thing is if she's curious about what size rug to get, Mm -hmm. um, because this is kind of a square layout, you might not necessarily end up getting an area rug. I'm not sure exactly what the dimensions are, but it almost feels like it's a little bit square. Mm -hmm. And so a good option um, for that sometimes can be just getting a remnant and having it bound to the side of the space. But the most important thing is all the furniture doesn't have to be on the rug, but in my opinion, the front of the furniture yeah, needs to be legs. on the rug, the front legs. And a lot of times people say, oh, is it okay for it to be half on and half off? Yes, we're giving you permission. <laughs> it can be half on, it can be half off. But I think the important thing is if you can't find an area rug that fits to that size, you can have something, you cut. know, and that's cut not and expensive. Bound. It's not expensive, Mm-mm. but you just want to make sure you have that, or it could close in the space and make it feel smaller. Definitely. Well, congrats on your new house too. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. fun. fun You'll fun. get there. You'll get there. <laughs> Thanks for writing in. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, Libby, tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, all that good stuff. Yes. Buyers, where, where can they buy your products? Yes, 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 yes. You can um, fi- follow me on LibbyLangdon.com and on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Handles are all Libby Langdon. Um, my uh, rugs are sold online. <laughs> um, my lighting sold online. Outdoor furniture. It's all there. It's all there. <laughs> and you can see the product collections on my website and their dealer locators on there so perfect um, but it's fun thank you so much for having me thank this was you. amazing it was great to have you you're thank so fun you. yeah i love it really i love it oh my gosh and you're gonna be in atlanta soon we need to like yes oh well, yes. yes come visit us yes 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 i'd love to sit to. down with you again. you'll be there for market perfect. right perfect yeah our whole new yeah. store is opening right around there so oh, we have a big great. new store opening on the west side So you'll have to come and check it out. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. Great, great, We're having a party. Yay. (laughs) To coincide with market. Love it. Oh, love it. All right. That's our show. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app and subscribe in in the app so that you can get the episode right to your phone. You don't have to do anything. It just downloads. Super easy. Um, Send your questions, of course, to podcast at ballarddesigns.net and we'll answer them on a future episode and follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating.